0: Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week I have a guest that I've been wanting to have on the podcast for quite a while now and I'm super excited that she's here. She's the social media director of the meme shop and a fashion company so she's very busy. Um, her name is Mina Aldas and yeah she's here. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I. We were talking a little bit about how I hate Arab people mm-hmm. and how I'm trying as I get older to be more in touch with my culture and like not be such an asshole and hate Arabs because there are some really nice Arabs like you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's your ethnicity? You're Egyptian, right?
1: So yeah, I'm Egyptian, and like we were saying before, I, I growing up, I always thought I was white. Like I yeah. really felt I was white, and I live in New York, so there were so many like diverse faces. But I always just hung out with white people. Like that was just my thing. <laughs> I, I mean, around white people. <laughs> were you born in New York? Yes, I'm one oh of my the God. great people. Yeah. You're a real New Yorker, like not like a fake New Yorker, like you're real. Yeah, and that's why I act like it's the coolest city. I'm just like, you just, you know what? No, it was not always cool. It's just (laughs) beginning to be cool now.
0: Oh my God, I feel like this is such like fucking tea right now. Like New York was not always cool. New York is just now getting cool.
1: Glamorous and stuff, but how it's just such a fashion place now and how everyone wants to move into it and like how it's so expensive and all that. It was always expensive, but it wasn't the way it is now at all. That's crazy.
0: So where did you grow up in New York?
1: Queens. Always in the story of Queens. So I was actually always surrounded by Arabs because if you, do you know a story at all? Yeah,
0: I have been to Astoria, lots of shisha places, lots and lots of shisha places.
1: (laughs) Literally, you'll run into a family member, like someone that knows your mom. Everyone knows who you are. It's super Arab central. Um, But yeah, I always wanted to completely distance myself from Arabs. I never liked Arabs growing up. Oh my God, same. Because I now have like a, like I built a platform that empowers like, Arab-Americans like like positivity or whatever it is but it's such an Arab-American platform so it's so weird that... I'm this way.
0: <laughs> I, I know. And that's like, it's really weird because that's almost exactly how I feel because I grew up not really. I mean, I was raised in a community where there were a lot of Arabs, but like, I didn't necessarily hang out with them. Like they were just people that I knew mm-hmm. and I really gravitated more towards like other ethnicities. And then as I got older, I really just started hanging out with like a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. And it's not even that I thought that I was white. I felt as though I identified more as a white person than as an Arab person because I don't know about you, but
1: my parents weren't like super cultural. Okay, so mine, I get that because yeah. my weren't as like as cultural as other parents or like exactly, yeah, like that. But they definitely like at home we only spoke Arabic because Same. they wanted us to know the language, and we'd always go to Egypt every summer, so it was that mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, 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 they were kind of more open with us doing kind of whatever we wanted.
0: Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Like, yeah. I feel like at home, we always spoke Arabic. My mom only made Arab food, like, exactly. but like, we weren't like other Arab families. Like, I feel like other Arab families, like, you know, the girls were like going to parties, like those little girl parties and like belly dancing and like right. doing depka and like wearing thobes and shit. And I'm like,
1: yeah. that was, I, me. I never did any of those. Yeah, things. You were in band T-shirts, probably, in all. I that.
0: was literally in band T-shirts. Wow, I I feel exposed right now. I was. I used to go buy all my
1: band T's from Hot Topic, and they were trash. Oh my god, uh, I was mean, <laughs> like, really like skater girl phase where like I would buy, and oh my god, you're gonna hate me, but I would buy like really lame band T-shirts, and I had like the side bang thing going on. I was just like fake emo, like okay. For like but only for a few months, and then I got over it.
0: <laughs> I was actually emo for several years. So there's really, this is not an emo shaming space. This yeah. is an emo oh, safe space. Um, and if I didn't wear a hijab, I promise you, I would have had sideswept bangs. In fact, <laughs> at, one, at one point, I kind of wore my scarf to make it look like sideswept, like a sideswept hijab. I it, wasn't, it wasn't wasn't cute. <laughs> But um, yeah, like I, I just feel like I never identified as much with other Arab people. And it was always really rare to meet an Arab girl that mm-hmm. I felt like I connected with. Like it was hard for me to connect. I think that that's what kind of pushed me away from Arab culture is that I felt like the things that I prioritized were not the same things that they prioritized, And the things that they were interested in didn't kind of at all aligned with the things that I was interested in
1: yeah and that's exactly how I felt I want to say up until like 18 mm-hmm um and then That's exactly when we moved out of Astoria. So then we moved into Bayside, which was like super, super white. And I think Mm -hmm. you're not surrounded then by like a bunch of Arabs. You feel like, wow, we kind of do have a great culture.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Did you feel that way too?
0: No, dude. Like, okay. So I, I grew up in, in America and then I lived in Malaysia for a little bit. And then I lived in Dubai for a little bit. And when I lived in Dubai, that's when I hated That was like my peak. I hate Arabs. So I lived there throughout all four years of high school. And I literally was like, I hate Arabs. And then I moved back to america Mm -hmm. and i kind of distanced myself from arab people and that's when i started yeah it was like around like 17 18 that's when i started being like oh arab culture is kind of cool and arab weddings are kind of fun and arab food is kind of delicious and like i started appreciating my culture a lot more and i was like asking my parents a lot more questions of like what was it like being raised in palestine and like i was more interested when i was more separate from it
1: Right, and you like appreciated the music. Like it's that whole thing (gasps) happens, and I think for me it was because maybe it's just the group that I was surrounded by in Australia, or like group that my mom hung out. I really did feel like Arab, like older women were so invested in these like teenage girls' lives, where it like made me hate my life. I felt so weird going out every single day because like I was going to be shamed for what I was wearing, whatever it is. Um. So when I moved away from that, I started really just actually looking at the good things in our culture where you move away from all the negativity and you're like, Oh my God. Like, it's actually kind of cool to be. Arab. Yeah. So I completely get what you're saying for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, now I like, I do listen to, I mean, I will admit it's really old Arabic music. Like I'll okay. never listen to new shit. Like I listen yeah. to the things that my dad used to listen to when he was uh, yeah, like, in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing I want to listen to if I'm listening to Arabic music, but you really, I feel like hit it like on the, the, what is it on the nose? Is that what the expression yeah, the is? Thing. I don't fucking know. Um, saying that like, it, there's like this, This thing with older era women where they are so invested in these teenage girls lives and they're like obsessed with like micromanaging them and then also like feeling like I need to make sure that you're the perfect
1: bride for someone so freaking weird like it's It's scary. scary and you know what because my mom was never that way and I think only normal people in that community like I think me and my sister are the only actual normal women who like had like and I'm not trying to like shame anyone yeah through shit but I feel like their kids turned out not the way they wanted them to turn out exactly and, and that, like they ended up rebelling more than for sure yeah people like and that's the
0: thing I mean my parents were not like super like yeah go out wherever you want like don't tell me it's fine like obviously they they were parents so they were like you know who are you with where are you going you're a teenager Um, you know are you doing drugs you know just normal questions that you would ask your creepy child who listened to like goth rock music right they definitely but,
1: like worship the devil <laughs>
0: yeah oh my god my dad definitely always was like are you listening to Satan worshiping music and I was like dad no it's in English and he He's like, that's English? And I was like, yeah, it's like Screamo. That's in English. And he's like, what? I really thought that was not in English. And he was like kind of relieved, but also kind of scared. Yeah. Um but yeah, like, I just feel like because my parents weren't like obsessed with like molding me into like a child bride, mm-hmm. it really helped me like be a normal functioning human in society and then I know other people who were raised in kind of the opposite way where, you know, they ha- their parents always micromanage what they wear and who they hung out with and where they went and even the music they listen to, like every aspect of their life. And like, they're not happy people. Like yeah. they're actually, they're are not happy people and it makes me really sad actually because I just want to tell because I still see it happening like it's still yeah. something that's happening in the Arab community I'm like how have these people not learned that this is not the way to achieve whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve mm-hmm.
1: and they like it, and I feel it I guess the most with just Arab daughters it's like mm-hmm. growing up there's just one goal instilled in your brain and that's to mm-hmm. get married and uh, how many times are we going to marry offer children to like anyone that takes them pretty much that's what i'm saying
0: like where did you find your kids in like the
1: trash can or something like yeah it's like how many unhappy relationships have to end in like a terrible divorce for us to mm -hmm. realize like how about we wait a little longer how about we're engaged for a little longer how about you date like dating is weird still like we're so open to a lot of things but it's still weird for us to say that we date like no, oh my God, that's people. That's
0: normal, you guys. Like literally, if I ever like in a group setting said I'm dating someone, mm-hmm. which I mean I'm not, which is yeah, you know. But <laughs> but if I was, and if I did say that, everyone would like have an it. Like they would freak the fuck out. They would probably mm-hmm. like go to my mom and be like, "Your daughter is, no. is unstable and yeah. needs help, and she needs to find God, and like mm-hmm. there's something wrong with her, and like you didn't raise her right." But like the fucked up thing is is like everyone dates and like I don't know why we're still acting like like and it's like their parents know that they date but they're just like if I don't know that it's happening then it's fine yeah. But like they they low key do know that it's happening, but they would rather be in denial about it, which I feel like creates way more of an unhealthy environment because yeah. then your child has to live this weird double life and lie to you all the time and then your child is then going to get into the habit of lying to you all the time and now your kids it's a compulsive possible. liar. Mm-hmm. And like that's something that I have noticed and I'm again, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on Arab people. No, but nothing. like it's just like I've noticed that like a lot of Arab girls lie a lot about weird shit and like Mm -hmm. i don't even think that it's their fault i think that they're just raising
1: generation yeah
0: they're they're raising an environment where being honest is not something that is good it's like Mm -hmm. no you should be ashamed of yourself and you're doing this shameful thing and you should just keep it to yourself and it's like Mm -hmm. how much better would a teenage girl be able to navigate her dating life if she confided in her mom you know what i mean like who who uh, under who has life experience and can maybe tell her, like, hey, if your boyfriend is making you cry every day, maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship with this person. You know what I mean? Like,
1: exactly. And like we're told a... to forgive such shitty things, I think. Like, oh, he did this to you. It's okay. Like, yeah, that's not okay. No, I feel no. Like, as a mom, you should tell your daughter that you need to be treated 100%. Mm-hmm. You need to be, given what you want to be given, like, whether it's, like, whatever it is that you have expectations for a yes. relationship they need to be met and it's yeah. not like we need to sacrifice our lives like that's not an okay thing and i will yeah. say that i do and again with starting this platform like i do think things are changing and we're just becoming like we're able to embrace ourselves and embrace our careers and that's what i love and that's what i think it's going to be changing when we have yeah. kids. like kids are like people our age when we have kids it's going to be totally different and i can't wait for that
0: yeah, I, honestly I feel the same way I'm and like, like, yeah. like I I see the way my sisters are with their daughters mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. like my mom was always pretty chill but they're like so chill and like mm-hmm. not like in a like and I feel like the word chill like maybe that's not the best word to describe it but like they're so much more understanding and it's because they are I mean most of my, my older siblings weren't born in America but they moved here when they were so young sure. and so they're very kind of you know americanized in that way but they also have like a sense of like culture and religion and that's still something that they implement into their parenting but like i see the way their relationships are and the way they're so open and communicate and like even though my mom was more relaxed i still was very hesitant to open up to her when i was younger just because i saw the way my friends or people around me when their parents would find out about let's say they liked a boy. It was like, so
1: weird.
0: it was like the end of the world. So it made me scared Mm -hmm. to say anything to my parents because I was like, I don't want them to freak out like them. So it, it was only when I got older that I realized like, no, my parents aren't going to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I can talk to them about things and they're not going to lose their shit. Yeah. And I know that that's kind of like a privilege and not
1: something that a lot of
0: people or at least in the Arab culture, like that's not the norm, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm. Like when did your parents is that, do you think like what age were you at when you were like, I can kind of tell my parents everything, like they're not going to go Honestly- on me. Honestly, it's
0: probably like, so I'm 30 now. So it's probably when I was like 26. Yeah. 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 Like, and which like is not that long ago. Like that was like four years ago, but like, it just like literally it was like something w- like, it just clicked. And I was like, dude, my parents don't, care about those things like my parents are going to love me regardless and yeah and and my parents are a lot older I mean my dad is in his 70s my mom just turned 70 so they're a much older generation but like even still they're way more understanding than parents that are younger than them which is so weird to me
1: yeah and I remember like it's so weird I remember my first boyfriend ever I told my mom and she was so cool with it and I was like whoa like yeah that's insane my mom's really cool how old were you I was I want to say like okay. 20 okay and like so
0: is that so like did you what made you feel comfortable opening up to her like, like what do you know
1: sister and she oh okay. like my mom raised us like we were her best friends like obviously we had to respect Aww. her and like she's mom like Mom, daughter, for sure, but, yeah. like, really were super close to her. So I always would see my sister going in and get, like, morning coffee with her, and they'd have all these chats, and I'm like, I really wonder what they talk about. I was always close <laughs> to them, I never had the, like, coffee chats with my mom until I grew up. So I remember my sister would always talk to her about who she was dating, and she, my sister was dating this guy from Egypt for a while. So my mom knew all about that. And obviously, it's not like oh we're dating; it's dead end, and it's like that. Yeah. Like I think if you're going to tell your mom you're dating, you kind of need to be sure of the guy. This goes to oh, when not even oh. to the Arabs. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I genuinely like that's one thing I will say that is always a little weird to me. Is like with with white people, they'll introduce like people to their parents like immediately. And I'm just like, what if this, you don't even fucking know this person. Like, why are you doing doing this?
1: Exactly. It's so weird. And it's like, so okay.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, I need to vet someone thoroughly before mentioning them to my parents because number one, I need to make sure that I like them. Like, why am I going to waste my parents' time? And I think that's the main thing. I don't want to waste my parents' time because I know that they have better things to be doing than meeting every guy who, like, I might have a
1: crush on,
0: you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that just seems like, yeah, no, like, I have to make sure that I'm really interested and, like, I'm serious about it uh, Mm -hmm. before, definitely before introducing them. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, cut you off, but I just, like,
1: yeah. That's exactly how I feel. So, this, like, when I was 20 years old, I met this guy, and I really did think, like, I was going to marry him. Like I thought, yeah, I mean, yeah, I love her. <laughs> so I told her about it and she was really okay with it. And I remember he lived in Virginia and I lived in New York. So yeah. I remember me, my sisters and my, me, my sister and my cousins went to Virginia, like for me to meet him for the first time. And my oh mom God, died, and your mom was cool with it. And she, yeah. I mean, she was obviously like, you know, like respect yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb, but she was okay with it. And I was thinking like, wow. I'm not going to do anything dumb. Like, I don't feel like I have to lie to her. And I don't yep. feel like there needs to be this weirdness between a mom and a daughter. Like, it's okay to tell your mom that you like people. That's normal. So I felt like after that, I was... It was always just a better relationship with my mom. And, she- and- really the best advice, dude. Like, moms know everything. It's freaky.
0: No, it's actually... It, it is scary. And I, I always say this to my sisters. I'm like, anytime we're being sketchy, I'm like, I just want you all to know that mom knows exactly what the fuck she's we're doing. Not she's not actually
1: like going to say it, but she knows.
0: She's <laughs> just choosing to ignore us right now. Mm-hmm. And then she'll randomly say something like years later. And I'm like, so you did I know did what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like my mom knows everything all the time. She's also a creep. And sometimes she has very like spot on dreams about things that are happening. Yeah. But like, and I'm just like, yo, you're a fucking creepy lady. Yeah. Yeah, like, moms are so like, weird but she she is i mean i i feel like i always say this my podcast like my mom is really annoying but like she's really like she does know what's going on and gives really good advice like i mean she's annoying in the sense of like she's kind of an asshole to me but like yeah. i that's where i get my personality from my mom's kind of an asshole i'm kind of an asshole um but she does really give good advice and like yeah. I, there was this one time that there was this guy that I was really interested in. And I told my mom about it and she was like, I don't have a good feeling about this. But like, I was just like, no, like I love him. Like this is going to work out. This is going to be great. And she was so fucking right. Like every single thing she said, she was like, this is probably what's going to happen. It literally happened exactly the way she anticipated. And I was like, How did you, you met him. She met him one time and was able to make this entire, like deter, like, no, this is how it's going to pan out. And this is the type of person he is. And like, she was like spot on about everything. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, no matter how annoying my mom is about things, I still have to listen to what she's saying. And like, because she knows what the fuck she's talking about.
1: I have such a similar situation because, so I dated this Egyptian guy for like a split second. And yeah. my mom would tell me like, I just don't have a good feeling. And it was like, but why? You know, when you, yeah, so yeah. annoyed, you're like, I love him, but why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mom, why are you ruining my life? Yeah, like you're awful. Yeah. It was like, it was my mom and my sister, actually, both of them. But Ooh, when your
0: sister doesn't like the guy, that's also
1: like, if your sister doesn't
0: like someone that is like a red flag, like you need to fucking run.
1: Right. <laughs> Seriously. Because your sister's yeah. how you like it is. Like I have friends who kind of like you know, egg me on, and that's like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna let you egg me on. I know that you're like faking it to my face, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, your sister and your mom know; they know. But I remember this, and and she would say like, I just don't have a good feeling about him. Whatever ended up happening, the way she expected it to happen, like he was a shitty person. Yeah. Um, and then with my boyfriend, who's white, and she knew he was white, and like, yeah. wasn't Muslim, whatever it was. She feels like she always says like, I just feel like he's such a kind person. He reminds me so much of your dad. Like he he's just oh. a good guy. And I'm like, wow. Like, moms, no. And it doesn't I mean, Moms, do you know. know, And, like, you know, any other Arab mom would be, like, a white guy. No, like, this is awful. But she just knows. She has a feeling in her heart that, like, this is a good person. Even if it doesn't work out, he's a good person. Yeah.
0: And I just feel like this mom intuition thing is, like, it's something that comes, like, innately, like, mm-hmm. in motherhood, in, like, this weird, freaky way. Because I see it happening to my sisters because they're older than me and they have kids. And I see them have this weird, creepy mom intuition. And I think mm-hmm. that it's just, like, something that moms have, but I also feel like Arab moms specifically have, like, magical powers where they just know shit. Where are they? Um, And I think it's because they all, like, they have so much life experience and they've probably, especially, like, moving to America from a different country Mm -hmm. and, like, They have, like, experience with so many different people that they're really good at, like, figuring people out really quickly.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they did. They came to this country. They had to build friends. And they've probably gotten really hurt by friends mm -hmm. who know every situation inside out. Like, like you were saying, like, when your mom or your sister tells you, like, this person's not a good person, even if it's not even a partner, if it's just a friend, they're right. Yep, You've been through it.
0: Dude, that's another thing. Like, my mom is very picky about my friends. Like, my mom likes maybe five of my friends. I would say maximum. two, And, and, but she's always right. Like, she's literally, like, she'll tell me, like, you know, I like this friend. She has a good head on her shoulders. And that's someone who, she, my mom said that the first time she met her, that's someone who's been my friend for, like, Mm -hmm. years. Like, and there are other friends that I've had that my mom's like, I just don't like how that girl acts. And I was, I remember being young and being like, what do you mean? You don't like the way she acts. Like, what does that even Mm -hmm. mean? Like, what is she even doing? And then that girl turned out to be a fucking weirdo narco who was like stealing shit from me all the time and like just yeah. doing weird stuff and like she just she was a crazy person and my mom like immediately was like I just don't like the way this girl behaves yeah, she said it in Arabic and I was like what does that even mean? Right. Uh But yeah so I I feel like you're really close with your family which I'm I'm starting to realize I think is like an Arab trait. Mm-hmm. It is. Because like I'm the youngest of six and like I mean, my brother kind of keeps himself. So I have like four what? older Even, sisters. You like brother, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's. I mean, he grew up with five sisters. So like he's he keeps to himself Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's not he's not the chattiest fellow um with five obnoxious sisters and i'm the quietest one so if that gives you sure (laughs) yeah like literally i am the quietest one so like yeah it's it's weird yeah um so we're we're all very like loud Mm -hmm. girls and yeah but i'm so close to my sisters like I hung out with a friend the other day and it was, a, I realized this is the first person I've hung out with other than my siblings mm-hmm. in like three weeks. Yeah. Like that's a long time to only that. hang out with your sisters. Mm-hmm. But like, I was fine with, like, I didn't like it literally, like, I would rather hang out with my family than anyone else. Me and too? I feel like people think that's really weird.
1: Me too. My boyfriend. Well, cause like I was telling my boyfriend that sometimes I, and this you might not relate to, but. It's like sometimes I look at my family and I'm like I want to cry because I'm so lucky. Like I feel like oh my no, God. Like, I feel that way. Yeah, and I was telling him, and he's like, you guys are so weird. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. No, that's normal. Like I would trade in anything to hang out with my sister for a day. Just like a sometimes, f- with me and my sister.
0: <laughs> I think about like so like let's say my sister is like upset about something. Like I actually I'm a crazy person, so I start thinking about like hypothetical situations where maybe someone who's upsetting her, like I confront them, yeah. and I can just like tell them off and like I like anyone who hurts my family like I just like I never have violent feelings until someone does something mean to a family member of mine and like and I was telling my sister this the other day and she was like whoa you're really weird and scary and I was like no but like I would never get this mad if someone did this to me but like I love my family so much at the idea of someone hurting them just enrages me oh my god like sure. And, like, I'm, like, super protective over my nieces. Like, I'm definitely, like, I'm, like, very overbearing aunt who's, like, just always, like, harassing them about their life and, like, trying to give them advice all the time, which, I mean, maybe they think is annoying, but I hope they're like, oh, my God, I love my aunt, Nora. She's so cool. That, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, but it could more so be, like, oh, my God, Nora's so fucking annoying. I wish my aunt would stop talking to me. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I feel like I don't know that many people who are super close with their siblings like I am but I will say that something that I feel like I can say is that when girls are really close with their siblings or their family I can trust them more there's
1: just something about them that immediately makes them more trustworthy yeah me because I have a brother did you know that I had a brother because I do I feel brother. yeah yeah i yeah doesn't he work with you too yeah he's like part of the team <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 so I have a brother and I always like tell like we always talk about that how like If there's someone in your life that just doesn't have a relationship with their family, then there it's just weird. Like, of course, like sometimes like people's situations are different than yours, so you can't. Yeah, sometimes people have
0: shitty families. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes people have parents who don't give a fuck about them, or siblings who also don't give a fuck, and like it just puts them in a shitty situation where they don't have that opportunity. So obviously, that's different, but. If that's not the case... Like,
1: situations where you're lucky enough to have, like, a full, wholesome... Yeah. And you still choose not to, like, be close to them. I think that's weird.
0: I also feel like it's just a sign of, like, being incredibly immature Mm -hmm. and, like, not understanding what it is to have that privilege Mm -hmm. of having a family and just... I don't know. And I also just, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a sign of being immature, like just not being grateful for what you have and like, Oh no, I want to be cool. And I want to hang out with my friends all the time and like not hang out with my family. Cause that would be lame. Yeah. Like, cause I feel like that's how, when I was like growing up, like people would like low key, like make fun of me because I was always hanging out with my mm-hmm. sister, but I'm like, my sister is fucking cooler than any of you. Right.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> so and why would I hang out with you? Yeah. And my sister was telling we, we were in the car yesterday with one of my friends and my sister was saying how her ex-boyfriend used to like, you know how like guys like want to find that one thing that like you're you're kind of annoying at but he couldn't find anything yeah, yeah. about my sister that he can like kind of make fun of her. So he'd make fun about He'd make fun that we were so close. He'd be like, your family's so perfect. Like, you're so close. And it's like, you're a fucking loser. Yeah, that's honestly the saddest fun
0: I've ever heard. Like, ooh, ooh, look at you. You're so close (laughs) with your family. Lame. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's really sad (laughs) and pathetic. you making fun of, you idiot. (laughs) That also makes me feel like your sister's a great person. If that's the only thing he could find to make fun of. That's amazing. I'm like I can think of a million <laughs> things that people could make fun of about me, but um, but yeah, I I that's the one thing. Like I, it's so weird because I found you like on social media. I actually think I found you through
1: a Minazine takeover. Yes, yeah. I that's, that's probably, probably how followed I, me, and I was like, oh yeah, you know these, like, yeah,
0: people. And like I just started like checking you out, and I was like, oh my god, this girl is so pretty. Oh my god! And at first, I didn't know you were Arab until I saw that you're like I. Like, if I had just seen you, I wouldn't have immediately been, like, oh, that girl's Arab. Like, I don't know. Like, you have a very, like, like, I, you, I don't know where you're from. Like, I would never be able to look at you and be, like, this person is from here. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I was, like, oh, this girl's so pretty. She's so cool. And I'm, like, looking through your picture. I'm, like, oh, she wears, like, really cute clothes. And, like, over time of falling, like, I realized that you're really tight with your family. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird. Like, we we'd never spoken. But I was, like, I like this person. Yeah, like, I just really immediately was, like, me.
1: you were, like, you like Gilmore Girls, so I need to have a
0: yeah. podcast. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you for
1: reminding me. Okay, so
0: when did you start watching Gilmore Girls? Like, did you watch it as it was, like, airing on TV?
1: No. Okay, my sister did. And, okay, when Gilmore Girls was airing on TV, I always kind of found them annoying. I was like, ugh, this show? That's fair. But then, when it got on Netflix, this was, like, maybe five years ago, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch... I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to give it a a shot. And I became obsessed with it. So the the whole series would end and I'd restart it from the beginning. I'm going to watch it again. I just became obsessed. I love Gilmore Girls.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I love that for you so much because (laughs) I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I love Gilmore Girls, but like it's not everyone is able to rewatch the entire series over and over and over and over again, which I, I don't remember the last time I didn't at least have Gilmore Girls on, on in the background. Like I don't sit down and watch it that much. But like, I'll always just kind of have it on in the background, at least for a little bit every day, like, and this has been going on. So I started watching Gilmore Girls, I think when season two started airing. Mm. And then this is when I lived overseas. And I remember I came home to America for the summer and I bought like the box set of DVDs Mm. for like season one and season two or something. And then like, I just rewatched them over and over and over and over and over and then I was still watching it like as it was airing live and like I just remember it ending and being so sad it ended during Ramadan. I was supposed to go to the masjid I stayed home to watch the series finale it was fine oh, yeah. um, and like I, it when it
1: aired oh, I'm so sad
0: I know I. Know. And that's the thing like it's one of those shows that I'm like I wish I could go back in time and make sure everyone watched it as it was it's airing but so uh, it is it's a great show to binge watch and like I feel like a lot of people are like oh it's like a dumb like girly show and I'm like it's actually very like well-written you and did. clever and witty it's and like,
1: so witty. Just,
0: and I just feel like, like over time, like as I was younger, like I think back and I'm like, it actually shaped me in a lot of ways because I discovered so many books to read through Gilmore girls. Oh, I discovered. yes, yeah, It's like so much music to listen mm-hmm. to through Gilmore girls, like just so many different pop culture references that I would have never heard of or looked into mm-hmm. and like just started watching random like fucking movies mm-hmm. that turn out to be amazing because of Gilmore Girls. Yeah,
1: I agree. I'm the same exact way. And I'm always like, Oh, I'm so behind. Like sometimes I still don't get like some of their references. Well most of the references I don't get. <laughs> so I'm like, oh I need to like search this or like figure out this. It's so cool. yeah. Gilmore Girls is oh, such a good show. Do you feel like I'm more was... of a Lorelei or a Rory?
0: Okay, I'm I, this is one thing that I will say after I've been watching it over and over for now probably like 14 years mm-hmm. which is really weird to think about i kind of hate rory Me too a little bit and i she's a dumb <laughs> bitch and makes she's very smart but like clearly very dumb also mm-hmm. um and just makes really bad life choices yeah i just um, hated that
1: rory like could cheat on someone and they still acted like she was this angel like no
0: yeah she's no a she's, she is sometimes. she she Broke a marriage up, like she's a homewrecker. Oh. No, yeah, I I think that Rory's really dumb, mm-hmm. but I still love her. But I also just like hate her. And then like Lorelai, I feel like in the first seasons, like she was really immature. But then when you think about it, she was really young, so I feel like it actually makes sense that they made her kind of irrational at times yeah. because that's where she probably should have been at mentally for what was she probably like 32 years old and like she got pregnant at 16 and like just like a lot of things probably stunted her emotional growth Mm -hmm. so it was actually I like that they made it seem more real and not like she just was like totally had everything all together my favorite character though is Emily Gilmore
1: mine too (laughs) she's literally the best
0: Like, I love her so much. She's such a
1: like, savage, and she's just so funny. Like, she, the stuff that she so says funny. is so Emily Gilmore. Like, that's who I aspire to be when I'm, like, in my 80s.
0: Honestly, I aspire to be like her, and also my she reminds me so much of my mom. Like, okay, my mom's not as mean as Emily yeah. Gilmore, <laughs> but my mom is, like, an asshole in the same way that Emily Gilmore is and, like, likes to, like, evilly torture me, but, like, in a fun mm-hmm. way. Um, but, like, yeah, I also really, I will say, it When I was younger and I watched Gilmore Girls, my mom did not like it because she hated how rude Lorelai was to her mom. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, for an Arab mom, that's like, wow, Mm -hmm. like, how dare you be rude to your mom? And I was like, oh, my God, Mom, you're so annoying. And then as I got older, I realized it also infuriated me how rude Lorelai was to her mom. And all they wanted to do was help her.
1: Like, why are you? Like, I get that you don't want to be this, like, little rich girl, blah, blah, blah. But, like, all they want to do is help you, you psycho. And she, like. Hated them. She really was. So but good. also, like, wow, wow, wow! You're really rich. Yeah, no, <laughs> <which>, like, <laughs> like after a while, I'm just
0: like, <laughs> it's not a real problem. That's right. like a very not real exactly. problem. And then also, like oh my god your parents got mad that you got pregnant when you were in high school like yeah of dog your are yeah. <laughs> like that seems like actually not an abnormal it would be even weirder if they were like you know what i'm really happy about this oh, that this yeah. happened for you mm-hmm. and um <laughs> yeah like you should go have a baby right. you're 16 yeah. years old this seems like the perfect mm-hmm. time for you to have a child exactly. um like if it was like an Arab version of The More Girls, I feel like everyone would be so happy. Like they would be mad that like, right. you know, it was out of wedlock, mm-hmm. but then they would like, you know, cover, the, cover it up real quick for the community. Right. And then just make it all seem really like halal and perfect. Super for an Arab, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, no one would be even surprised if someone got pregnant immediately exactly. if they were married at 16. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're so fertile. That's Obviously that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. but everyone would be so happy. They're like, you're gonna have 10 kids now. You really exactly. started early. <laughs> Oh, my God. I will say this is totally off topic, but I was talking to my mom the other day. So I was hanging out with my mom and my dad in their living room. They actually have like Arabiya. Do you know what that is? No. So it's like that Arab seating where it's like not a couch. It's like the cushions on the ground. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's like the the most Arab thing about my Mm. parents is that they love that Arab seating. Like, they don't like sitting on chairs or couches. Like, they like that low cushion seating weird shit. It's actually very comfortable. Mm. So we're all just lounging in my parents' living room, and I was like, Mom, I'm thinking about getting my eggs freezed. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I feel like I should freeze my eggs. You know, I'm 30. um, There's really no one that I'm interested in. And like, you know, just to be on the safe side. And my mom, I feel like she wasn't paying attention to what I was saying. Because, you know, she usually isn't really paying attention to what I'm saying. So I don't know what the fuck she thought I said, but she literally was like, you, there's something wrong with you. Like, what are you saying? And my dad is like, also, not really paying attention. Also, like kind of deaf in one ear, so he was just hearing bits and pieces. Right. So all he heard was my mom say, "Like you're crazy," and then my dad started like being like, "Oh my
1: god, what's wrong with you?" And I was right, like, "Wait, do you guys like, know what I even Yeah, he heard your mom he, being yeah. mad, so like, yeah, I gotta be yeah. done
0: yeah yeah he was just like being her he's always her hype man yeah, like anything my mom he just like he just like jumps in and is like yeah like fuck you guys mm-hmm. like I mean he'll never say fuck you guys but you know <laughs> the, the Arab dad equivalent of yeah. like fuck all y'all <laughs> like you suck um so he's just like chiming in whatever and I was like mom like no and like I finally like I feel like I had to explain it to them like for like a solid 10 mm-hmm. minutes because they were literally not listening right. to me and I was like why the fuck are you guys just and I explained to my mom was like oh like I guess yeah, that yes. makes sense I mean she, she was like I mean yeah I guess he was like but also like don't do that like what she was like don't worry she's like I got pregnant with you when I was like 40 yeah I swear Arabs like, are
1: so like, fertile man like I I just, I mean, thank God, because I really do want kids, but I don't think I'm going to get married or have kids anytime soon. So I'm always like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, I'll have kids when I have kids. Who cares? It's such an American concept that, like, your eggs go bad after 30.
0: (laughs) I know. And my mom was just like, Noor, like, you're fine. Like, you, I mean, it's really expensive to get your eggs freeze. I'm like, yeah, but it's just like a nice, like, cushion, like, because I feel like it would make me feel better. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: it's like a safety thing.
0: it's like a safety thing but my mom was just like rolling her eyes at me. she was like honey no yeah dude, your aunt got pregnant with her daughter when she was 50 <laughs> my okay, mom had yeah. a baby yeah my, she's like your grandma got pregnant with your uncle when she was 50 <laughs> years old like you're gonna be fine and I was like ew and then I was like that's actually really disturbing that your mom had a
1: baby when she was 50, 50 years old yeah.
0: yeah and my mom was like yeah she was pregnant with your uncle while I was pregnant with one of my kids like we were pregnant together and that's kind of like, crazy that's that's truly disturbing that is so wild actually yeah i know and like my mom like and then she was like well my your grandma started having kids late and i was like oh how old was she she was like 20 (laughs) and i was like then we're really far off (laughs) yeah i know and i was like yikes i'm like a decade (laughs) oops but my mom was like yeah that was considered really old so that's why she kept having kids like even into her later years because she was so behind and i was like wow um that's crazy but yeah i just my the concept of getting your eggs freeze was like the dumbest thing that i've ever said my my mom was just like you're so dumb like why are you even Mm -hmm. saying this like it's like, why would you even waste your time? Like, you're obviously the most fertile person in the entire yeah. world. And I'm like, you're Palestinian. Oh, cool. You're definitely. Yeah. Fertile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I will say based off of like my not real analysis, but just observing mm-hmm. Palestinian people, like, I feel like I'll be fine. Yeah. But you, the anxiety part of my brain is like, no, so you do you be able to want, have children. Like,
1: do you actually want kids? Is something that is something is that something you always wanted? Or is it like, uh, I'm getting older, so I'm like freaking out.
0: No, it is something that I've always wanted. I will say though, now that like I'm older cuz I've been an aunt since I was 6 years oh, old. I love you. So like I've I've always been around like little kids, mm-hmm. but like now that my sister Reem cuz we're like the closest in age, she has two mm-hmm. kids and I feel like I'm really getting like a insider look on what it is to be a parent mm-hmm. and it seems genuinely exhausting. Oh my God, okay. And I really value my alone mm-hmm. time and like I just feel like maybe it's for the best that I'm not I don't have any children yet because I feel like I need to make the most out of all the alone time I can get because I'll never have alone time ever again like I I want to have kids but I feel like I'm also like old enough to realize what a responsibility Mm -hmm. it is and that it's not just like this cute fun thing and that it's this actual human that you're responsible for every minute of their life like like, when my sister first had a baby, she was just constantly checking on him to make sure he was still breathing when he was sleeping. Just, like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like, is he still breathing? Is he still breathing? Like, that's a much real strength. concern. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, just, like, the things that she was experiencing, like, she missed being pregnant with him. She's like, I miss being close to him all the time and, like, feeling connected to him all the mm-hmm. time. And, like, it made her, like, sad. And I was like, what the f-
1: fuck like I wonder if I'll feel that way though because okay I definitely want to have kids and I want to have a bunch of kids because I want my kids to have siblings but I want to have kids when I'm like 100% done being selfish because I think I do them a disservice because I know that if I have a kid now I'm just gonna be a shitty mom like I'm gonna be so selfish I'm gonna like (laughs) Just put them away for a little bit, have my own time. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't just tell your kids to go away for a little bit when you're a mom. So I want to be a mom when I have like a a good business or like a stable life. I've traveled, I've done literally the dumbest things that I want to do. I want to have done them that way. I don't have to worry about it.
0: And I think that's actually a really responsible way to think about it because my sister, so she got married when she was 21, Mm -hmm. which is very young, but like for Arab people also like very normal, normal. but she just happened to like meet like her soulmate when she was 21. Like she wasn't like out there trying to get married. Mm -hmm. Like she was very like academic and like into like her career Mm -hmm. and she just met him. They got married and she didn't have a kid for eight years and everyone was freaking Mm -hmm. the fuck out. But she was just like no, like, I want to focus on work and my career and school. And like, everyone thought she was like a monster. Like literally people yeah, would look crazy. at her like, she was a, like, the, like a selfish, mm-hmm. horrible person. Like, what do you mean? Like, don't you want to have, don't you want to be a young mom? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> don't you want to be able to blah, just like all this like dumb mm-hmm. shit that actually is like not even fucking true. And so she had her first kid when she was, I think like 29 years old. And She's like the best mom I know. And I genuinely believe it's because she was able to do all the dumb shit Mm -hmm. she wanted to do. She was able to achieve all of the career goals she hoped Mm -hmm. to achieve. She had established a healthy marriage and a relationship with her husband. And like they were at the point where they had been married for so long that they really kind of like figured each other out. That's another thing that I was going
1: to say. I think when you're married, you really need to value your partner and realize, like, we're 100% on the same page with parenting, with the way we want to live our lives. And then you think about having a kid. So your sister waiting eight years is probably the best thing she could have ever done for her kids.
0: Dude, 100%. And I feel like she really grew into, like, herself through that. time. Like, if she had a kid when she was 21 years old, I would be genuinely concerned. Right, and her
1: marriage may not have been, like, the best or whatever it
0: is yeah Yeah. and like they traveled all the time and like that was I feel like one of the main things that people perceived her as like just this selfish monster Mm -hmm. that she was like going to Europe and traveling and and she like did a semester abroad when she was in law school she went to Spain and like she did like all these things and I feel like everyone was just kind of like why why are you not having children like not my parents my parents were like yay, this is awesome, we love, my parents are very into school, like, Mm -hmm. they love school, like, they literally would be, school. my mom talks about how she just, like, wants to just go get a degree now for, like, fucking Mm degree, she, yeah, they, like, love school, so, like, whatever, but, I mean, other people were just, like, so disturbed, Mm -hmm. like, other Arab people, like, they were just, like, almost, like, I'm telling you, like, they were, like, looking at her like she was yeah. insane. And they like, yeah,
1: genuinely like, didn't get it. Like, they really did not understand. Because, and like, yeah. as a woman, you're supposed to be super selfless all the time. And you're supposed to want to have kids. And your whole goal is to have a family. Yeah. And it's like, no, I want to travel. I want to do this. I want to get a second degree. Like, exactly. that's normal. <laughs>
0: And like that's the thing, like I'm not like oh my god, I want to have a baby like right mm-hmm. now, like that's that's not where I'm at. But I just know that like I'm at a point where I'm like, I know that I want to have kids eventually. I don't want to have a bunch because I'm tired. Yeah. I'll have two. I'm like I'll, I'll try <laughs> to have like two, so just so they could have like a little bunch. Right. But like I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and but like I I really am at the point where I'm like I need to appreciate all of these moments that I have of like freedom where I can be selfish mm-hmm. because I feel like in the like in the long run, that's going to be, that's what's going to make me a better right, parent. Right. And like, if I just kind of set myself up and like, kind of like have these expectations knowing like, okay, well, I won't be able to do these things later. So let me just do them mm-hmm. now. That also, I feel like pushes me to do things that I would maybe not do. Right. Like, do you know what like I mean? also, you like, went to
1: Turkey not too long ago. You would have never yeah, been yeah. able to go to Turkey and have that experience. And I if know. you had, because moms travel and that's, really okay like and that's amazing that mom yeah travel, you yeah. still would have a different experience you would be worried you'd be calling in all the time so it's like
0: oh yeah yeah
1: wait and if you want to have a kid go ahead and have a kid but just wait if you want to and
0: like I feel like mom guilt is so real. Like, I remember my sister went to, she went to France for, like, this work Mm -hmm. thing. And I'm pretty sure she was there for, like, three Mm -hmm. days. Like, it was not a very long time. And she literally, when she came back, was like, I just felt like the worst mom in the world. Like, I just felt like I abandoned my son. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, one and a half or something. He he didn't even realize. It's not like... Like, it's not like she, like, put him, like, at a daycare and was, like, peace Mm -hmm. out, I'm leaving. Like, and, like, I visited him all the time. And, like, my mom, like, we were all, like, playing. He didn't know what the fuck Mm -hmm. was going on. He did not notice that she was gone. Sorry, Rachel, (laughs) didn't care. But, like, literally, like, she just felt like she was the worst mom in the world. And that's the other thing I'm... I realize now that, like, my mom maybe never articulated Mm -hmm. it just because of the way that she was raised. But mom guilt is such a real real. thing. And, Mm -hmm. like, looking back on it now, I'm like, I think my mom felt guilty a lot that she was in school Mm -hmm. all the time and that she was working all the time. And, like, all of these things I think did make her feel guilty. But she just isn't as open talking Mm -hmm. about her feelings as we Mm -hmm. are so like she just never would say anything about it and it made me like kind of sad and like I remember telling my mom like I I didn't you know say like oh did you Mm -hmm. feel mom guilt but I was like you know I'm really glad that you you know you worked and you went to school because you like set set such a good role model for me to like look to that you were so like independent and strong and like I feel like Honestly, I don't, never said anything nicer to her. She was
1: so she fucking was like, happy. Yeah, and I was me. like,
0: he, I know, but like, I literally feel like for <laughs> years she just felt this like guilt. And like, I feel like when I was a kid, I would say asshole yeah. things to her, like, I love Baba more than Mama because my dad was yeah. retired at a really yeah. young age. So, like, I spent way more time mm-hmm. with him. And I would always like tell my mom things like, I love Baba because Baba and I eat breakfast You're together really and Baba takes yeah. me to play. And I realized how, like, that was really neat (laughs) for (laughs) me. I know. And I would, like, be like, I don't even remember seeing Mama when I was a little kid. Like, I would say shit like that Mm -hmm. when I was, like, 14. Like, yeah, I I just, she would be at the library all the time, like, studying while I played. And, like, I would just say dick things like that. But, yeah, my, I just, I think that mom guilt is so real. I also think
1: wife guilt is real. Like, I know that people don't talk about that. But I think, like, women are, like, just want to be such good wives all the time. So they feel guilty if they're not, like always with their husband if they have like a career that takes like a lot of their time yep oh my god we deal with so much I'm never getting married I know honestly like
0: imagine if men experienced husband guilt oh my god yeah
1: that would never I don't think husband guilt is
0: a thing no I think they like
1: arrive when they're not in there with their family (laughs)
0: like I mean other than I'm being serious. My dad is obsessed with my mom. Yeah, like, my dad literally, straight up, if I say, yeah. yeah, like, I'll be like, Baba, are you I'm obsessed I'm with the- Mama? He'd be like, taban which yeah. means, like, of course, uh-huh. like, she's my wife. Like, of course, I'm obsessed with her. But, like, other than my dad, I don't know anyone who, like, is, like, that treats their wife like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's another thing which I feel like you and I, like, have in common. I feel like you were really close with mm-hmm. your dad. And, like, he was just set like such a great example for what a man should be like and what a father should be like and what like a husband should Mm -hmm. be like and I feel like having that is such a great thing but it also makes me so critical of men because I'm just like you're such a trash Mm -hmm. person like I know what a good man
1: is like and like this is not it and when you have like my dad and I I say this all the time, but my dad was like a very emotional person. So if he was like upset, he would sit there and talk to us why he was upset and I'd like yep. tear up. And I, I saw like sensitivity yep. from a man, which is not likely of an the man. The most common especially. thing. Yeah. Same. So yeah. my partner now, I see that in him, like he's a very sensitive guy and I love that. I don't think I can ever be with such a harsh man ever. Again. Like yeah. I experienced someone yeah. who can actually tell me how they feel. Like what? <laughs> That's incredible. That's it. A-
0: that's the thing and like my dad and like it's crazy to me that like my dad is like was born in Gaza in the 40s and he's still able to be like in touch with his emotions and like if he's sad or upset or if we get into a fight and my dad will apologize Mm -hmm. to me. Like, I feel like that's unheard Mm -hmm. of for so many people. Like your dad apologized mm -hmm. to you. Like he'll literally call me and be like, Baba, you know, I'm sorry that that I got mad Mm -hmm. at you. I just, I love you and I care about you. That's why blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Like, like, let me get you something from the store. Like I'll get you a surprise. Like my dad does that shit to me. Mm -hmm. I'm an adult and does that shit. And I'm just like, that's I've never met a guy who's like oh we got in a fight I'm sorry I raised my voice at you and like really upset you and like I'm gonna get you a surprise from the grocery store like what the fuck like nobody that's like unheard of I know and that's the thing like I just feel like I I am so picky about Mm -hmm. guys for that reason I mean I'm not like overly picky Mm -hmm. but like i just have certain expectations which i don't feel guilty about well. but i do find that i i am made to feel guilty about it by
1: a lot of you people you should never and, you should have high standards yeah and you should never lower your standards yeah. for anyone yeah if making sacrifices is the biggest lie like yeah of course like you compromise in a relationship of course you sacrifice what you love to be in a relationship like that's,
0: that's what ridiculous. i'm saying yeah or like don't sacrifice parts of yourself that you value just for to get yeah. married. If the partner doesn't appreciate those things in you, that's something that I feel like I'm constantly trying to explain to people like, like I, I, I have like relatives, I'm not gonna, I won't name names, but I have relatives who are like obsessed with me getting Mm -hmm. married. And I feel like they think I'm like a heathen Mm -hmm. or something, because like, I'm not falling over myself for every doctor who wants to marry me. And they're just like, what's Mm -hmm. wrong with you? He's a doctor, don't you like Mm -hmm. get it? And I'm just like, yeah, like anyone can be a doctor, but whatever. Uh, But yeah but like like the last time i saw one of my aunts she was saying bye to me and do you speak you speak yeah I Arabic, do. right okay so she said to me before i left she was like yalla and i like stopped her which means like okay we're gonna see you at and like it's a very typical thing to say to unmarried girls like the next time i see you will be at your yeah. wedding and so i stopped her before she could even say it and i was like can you please not say what you're about to say? Like, I was just like fed up and she was like, what? And I was like, just, can you not mm-hmm. say what you're about to say? She's like, what was I going to say? I'm like, you are going to say the next time I see you will hopefully be at your wedding. And she's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? I'm like, you're just so obsessed with yeah. me getting married. It's really weird. Like, why can't you just say like, I hope I see you mm-hmm. soon. Like why, why, why can't to that be just, like, why do I, yeah. Why does it have to be my wedding? Like you're so obsessed. And she like, got really offended. I mean, I guess I did say it in kind of an Mm -hmm. asshole way, but she was so offended. And then she, and she literally like turns around in front of me and starts talking shit to like one of my other aunts. And she's like, did you just hear what she said? She's like, just told me she doesn't want to get married. I'm like, no, that's not what I said. I just said like, why are you so like obsessed with this? Like, I have to constantly be on, like the next time you see me, I'll be getting married. Like you just it's so weird that it just consumes Mm our mind so much. And like, they really think that there's something like, wrong with you if it's not your only goal in life and like the thing that I keep trying to explain to them is it's not that I think that I'm better than this person mm-hmm. which a lot of times if someone says like oh what about this guy and I'm like no they're like oh you mm-hmm. think you're better than him it's not that I think that I'm better than them it's just that I don't think we're a good fit mm-hmm. for each other and trying to explain that to Arab people who even though they lived in America for years and years in their mind they still live in a small village in, in right. an Arab like, country like like, like their mentality
1: percent like even my mom like a few years back if we told her that like it's so important for us to find someone who's like values match ours or like we have this vision in life yeah. she'd be like what are you talking about yeah. like that spark like you you generally don't feel that spark it wasn't up until like very recently where she like started getting it and it's like yeah we, I can't blame them but you should feel something with your partner like it shouldn't just be like an arrangement <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I feel like my mom understood Mm. that and like, which Mm. is good. And I'm glad that she gets it, but like, she still, I feel like even though she gets it, there's still a part of her mind that thinks that like, you can learn to love someone. Like I just, and, Mm. and I don't think she's wrong. I think that you Mm. can, and there's a certain type of person who is capable of Mm. doing that. And I feel like I have a very clear understanding of who I am as a person. And I'm not, that I'm person. Not at all. I'm not the kind yep. of person. Yeah. I'm not the type of person who's going to meet someone. And then, you know, maybe over time my feelings will grow. I'm pretty good at recognizing if I like someone oh, or sure. not. And if I don't like you immediately, then I don't Mm -hmm. like you. Like, that's not going to change. And, like, it's not like one is better than the other. But, like, that's just how I feel. And I feel like my mom has come to grips with that. But That's
1: exactly how I I am. Because I always find it a little weird that, like, people can be friends for five years and then realize they want to be in a relationship. Because I'm the kind of person, like, if I meet you and I like you, I'm obsessed with you until we're together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, whoa. Like, I think that it's definitely a possible thing. But I'm just like... I've never experienced that because I, anytime I've ever been interested in someone, it's always been very immediate. Like it's never like a, Oh, you're going to win me over type Mm -hmm. of thing. Like, it's just like, either I feel it or Mm -hmm. I don't. And I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, I've entertained, you know, the the, the random proposal that will come to my parents. Mm. Like, I've entertained it here and there just to, like, kind of make my parents not think that, like, I never want to get mm. married. Like, just to give them some hope that it's going to happen. Because even though they're not obsessed with it, at the end of the day, my dad is just kind of like, I want to see you get married. So are you know what I mean? Are your like, other
1: siblings married? They oh, are, yes.
0: So well, my, my oldest sister is divorced. Oh, okay, okay. Um... And she she's not remarried, but all of my siblings are Mm -hmm. married. And like, it's more so just kind of like for them at the end of the day, it's just more of like a security thing because my parents because they had me when they Mm -hmm. were older. So like, I feel like for them, they were just always like worried about me Mm -hmm. specifically because they're so much older. They're like, we just don't want to like pass away. And like, you just kind of be alone, which I anytime they say that I'm like, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Like I have siblings, like I'm not, I'm not going to be alone. And they're like, it's just different. It's just different. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. Like there's nothing like your parents, like you can love your siblings as much, but there's, it's just not the Mm -hmm. same. But I think that it's not so much like we're obsessed with you getting married. It's more so like we want to make sure that you have, like, a partner to take mm-hmm. care of you and, like, someone to help you out. And there are out. parents you know, you know at the end I mean? of the day, so, yeah,
1: they're going to worry. Um, yeah, exactly. Sense.
0: So, and, yeah, I mean, my dad is just, like, Concert, like I mean literally he's like acts like he's like a million yeah. years old like he's like that typical mm-hmm. Arab dad who like since I've known him has acted like
1: he was right yeah yeah and acted old. like he like him uh, growing up was like a hundred million years like ago I yes
0: <laughs> yes like he's yeah like I don't know that he was ever yeah. a baby. like I'll be honest with you like I don't believe that he was ever a child I feel like he was he was born and he was oh, just man. like yeah. like an old like an old Arab man like I just I, I saw a baby picture of him once it was the most disorienting thing I've You're ever you are like that's so not him like, he's
1: lying
0: no this is a lie this is a fucking face tune this is not real like no like my dad has just right. always been a 70 year old my dad literally has been saying I'm 70 years old since he yeah. was like 65 I love
1: that for ago. him he so, like, just like doesn't like care there.
0: yeah like he really embraces Age. People, yeah I love like that. a lot yeah like Yeah, but um, I did want to talk to you about like you working with your family because I think that that's really interesting. And I mean, I work with my mom right now. I feel like a lot of people don't know that, but I do work with my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I work. I'm I'm her employee, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you work, (laughs) you work with your family. And I want to know about that dynamic. And I also want to ask you because your mom on the Mm -hmm. meme shop, she her name is Shushu. Is her name? No, her
1: name is Shukar yeah okay
0: because my sister's name is and we call I her shushu mama. yeah and so yeah but i love that your mom's nickname is the same and we as my say sister's, shushu okay, like so we'll I, be, not
1: like mama we'll just be like oh mama shushu <laughs> like shushu
0: yeah oh my god i yeah. love that okay yeah you guys are adorable oh. like you're like actually friends cool. with your mom yeah we love yeah. her she's cool um <laughs> But, like, how did, how did the meme shop get started? Like, I just kind of want to know, like, where did this idea to create this platform for Arab Americans yeah. come from? And, like, how did you and your family build it together? Yeah,
1: so me and Hager, so me and my sister worked together, together, like, full-time job together at this, like, mm-hmm printing company and we used to do operations um she was employed first and then she kind of like put my name in and I got the job so we were working together and it was all these like really fun pieces and they just Mm -hmm. were they were just such happy pieces and we were like wow we're really missing that in the Arab community and growing up Mm -hmm. my dad was like the biggest jokester we were so positive and just we had so much fun and like you were saying like your family was a little different than, like, people around you. I always felt that because I always felt like my family was just – we valued humor. Like, this was just something that we actually enjoyed. My dad had, like, a million, like, running jokes for five years that, like, got old, but, like, were still kind of funny because he was saying it or whatever. But, yeah, Uh, so we were always like, wait, this isn't just, like, our family. It's an Arab family thing. Like, we're kind of cool. Like, we're pretty positive people. Why are we always – seen as such like aggressive like monsters
0: and For even sure. in our own
1: communities like all of our platforms are like geared towards politics or activism and stuff like that mm-hmm. which is important and i get it and i think those things should exist but why are we never of shedding course. the light in our own communities over things that are happy like just genuinely like, happy yeah. like we like music we like food we like togetherness like why don't we just show people that this is an actual thing in arab communities so we just built this platform and we're like okay we'll see where it goes and it's been growing so quickly and i'm like wow this just makes sense people were missing this it's yeah
0: yeah it was definitely something that was lacking and i remember when i first came across Mm -hmm. the meme shop i was just like this is like this is for me like i can Mm -hmm. relate to it like it's not just any other instagram account that's sharing Mm -hmm. funny things like it's like we all as a community of Arabs have these like inside Mm -hmm. jokes, even though we don't know Mm -hmm. each other and we're so different and we can all laugh at these same things like that to me just instantly made me happier than just seeing any, any funny, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like there, there are those meme accounts or whatever. And yeah, they're funny, but like these are things that like I'm going to share with my sisters and my cousins and my Arab friends that only, Only Mm -hmm. we will get. And like, it's something that we can share. And it is a, it is portraying Arabs. I feel like in a different way, that's kind of, I feel like never highlighted, which is so interesting to me because the first kind of comedy show I ever went to was a in Egypt, (laughs) which I know it's not like a, it's not like a typical comedy show, but like, that's kind of what it is. It's like, it's a comedy show that was the first Mm -hmm. experience I had with a comedy show and it was I remember I didn't even speak Arabic Mm -hmm. fluently at the time because I was like seven Mm -hmm. years old but I still remember just laughing so hard and just thinking that Egyptians were Mm -hmm. so funny and just thinking that Arabs were so funny and just thinking that and like even as I get older like I still think that I can make funnier jokes in Arabic than in English which English is my first language but like I'm I feel like I have better one-liners in Arabic than I do in English. (laughs) Yeah, and it's and like like my dad is like he is more of a serious kind of guy. But I know that I'm funny in Arabic because if I make a joke, my dad will laugh Mm -hmm. and like laugh fucking hysterically. And I'm like, he doesn't just laugh at just anything. So like, I feel like like outdated, (laughs) but like. Yeah, I'm so funny. But like, it's just like really interesting to me because Arabs are really Mm -hmm. funny and we are really witty and we are really smart. And it's just that's never a side of us that's showcased. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm just so glad that you you created this space. And I feel like it really gives a sense of Mm -hmm. community because even though like I said, I mean, I never growing up didn't identify with that many right. Arabs, but I feel like in this space, I feel like I can identify with so many Arabs, and I think that's one hundred percent.
1: And we were like speaking in the beginning of episode of the episode, like talking that we like didn't feel Arab and. I will say, yeah. like, I am so proud to be Arab after starting this and seeing like, wow, Arabs really support each other. Like, this is something that I didn't think yeah. existed. I didn't think Arabs supported each other. Same. So when we get these messages, like people saying like, oh, I love this page. I'm so glad I found it. I'm like, this is insane. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. But yeah, there is the community and it's made for us. It's made for the Arabs who live in the Western world and Arabs back home aren't going to get it. And just like your full on American friends aren't going to get it. So it's kind of nice to feel the sense of like, oh, we're all in this together. We all find this funny. And this is just a thing that's made for us. And I think that's what's so special about it. Um, But yeah.
0: Exactly. And like, and that's, and that was kind of like another reason, like, I feel like I totally get where you're coming from. Because that was one of the reasons I wanted to start my podcast is because I felt like In the podcasting space, there weren't there weren't that at the time, there weren't that many podcasts with primarily Arabs or, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone who was like more of a minority Mm -hmm. kind of talking about their experiences. And I feel like the reason I wanted to create it was because for me, like I grew up, I like, you know, like we discussed before, like I didn't really identify with many Arab people. Like, it's not like I looked at it like an Arab singer and I was like, Oh my God, I want to be like her. Like that, that never happened. And when I started creating Um, photos on Instagram and people would tell me like, um, you make me feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. in my own skin and stuff like that. Like that to me was so incredible. And I was like, you feel better about Mm -hmm. the way you look because of me? Like, holy fuck. Like that's insane. And I want to keep doing that for people like I want to keep making Mm -hmm. people feel good and so I would post these stupid Instagram stories and people would DM me and obviously some people would be like you're so Mm -hmm. inappropriate but then other people would be like it's Mm -hmm. so refreshing to see an Arab girl just Mm -hmm. being herself and that was something that I realized was a theme like I love how genuine you are I love Mm -hmm. how open you are I love how you're just so comfortable Mm -hmm. being yourself and I realized that uh, there are a lot of other Arabs like me, but because of the community they've been surrounded in, they don't feel comfortable being who they yeah. are. And and so I started, create, I, I you know, I created this podcast and so many people were like, oh, I just feel like I'm hanging mm-hmm. out with my friends. And sometimes I would talk to them and I was like, so your friends talk about these things? And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, all the time. And I just thought that it was so interesting that I think that I do have more in common with Arab people than I've ever realized. But because a lot of things are so shameful and they're such a taboo that they're never really done in the open. So we're never really given this opportunity to Mm -hmm. know each other. And I'm so glad that now, like, you know, there's, there are spaces like the meme shop and, you know, even Mina zine where I've discovered so So many many people, Mm Arab people and that I would have never came across before. And they have way more in common with me than the f- people yeah. that I've known for years mm-hmm. or like my white friends. And that's not to say that I don't value those friendships. I do, but there's like
1: the difference there's one percent of difference. There's a, and I do also feel that way because like, again, like I'm dating someone who's not Arab sometimes I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, he doesn't get like the significance of this song in my yeah. life. Like, So there's yeah. such a difference. Yeah. I love him and he's amazing. Oh. He's such a great partner, but there, yeah. there's that part that's like lacking and it's not a make or break it for me, but it's there yeah. and I would be lying if I would say that it wasn't there.
0: And, and I think that as long as he, like, as long as your partner is it, open to him, mm-hmm. like open oh to God, learning yeah. about it and, and isn't just mm-hmm. like weirded out by it, then that's yeah. really all that matters. Because I mean, my sister mm-hmm. is married to a white guy. She's been married to him for like, I don't even mm-hmm. know, like 13 years or something like that. And he, I feel like at first was mm-hmm. kind of hesitant about the mm-hmm. culture, but then as the longer they were together, like yeah. he loves it now. Like he would rather eat my mom's food than yes. any food any yes. day of the week. <laughs> and he loves how he loves how like mm-hmm. supportive we are of one another because my sister's husband is a pilot. So he's mm-hmm. gone a lot and they just recently moved to Orlando. So they didn't live in Orlando. And and it was kind of like sad, but also really sweet. He was like, I used to always feel sad when I would leave her mm-hmm. and go on a trip because I felt like she was all alone. But, like, just knowing that she has you guys and you guys are always there for her and you'll always make yourself available for her if she needs anything. He's like, it just makes me feel better and I'm really appreciative. And, like, my brother-in-law and I have a very, like, jokey relationship. Like, we don't talk Mm -hmm. about our feelings. So that, to me, was just, like, holy shit. Like, that's actually really nice. And, like – And I could just tell that he felt like that's not something that I'm accustomed to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the norm. Not, I mean, he gets along great with his siblings, but it's just Mm -hmm. not the same. Like, I will literally drop anything at any Mm -hmm. moment to be Mm -hmm. there for my sister. Like, literally my sister was really upset the other day. She was in a Walgreens parking lot. And I, she didn't even tell me which Walgreens parking lot she was at. I just <laughs> drove around fu- looking for looking for her car in Walgreens parking lots mm-hmm. until I found her. And it wasn't even like that big of a deal. She was just upset mm-hmm. about something. And like, she was dying of laughter when I showed up. She was like, what the fuck, you're crazy. But like, I if I can be there for my you're siblings, going I'm gonna be there. And I just feel like it. the older I get, that's. I realize that's a very Arab yes. trait. Like, we're very yeah. supportive. We're very caring. Mm-hmm. We're very passionate, intense people. And so when we love it's and care so about amplified. people, it's very yeah. intense. Yes. Like, and I mean, Arabic music is a very great example of how fucking intense yeah. we they're actually just weddings are. weddings in general. Like,
1: <laughs> like whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, literally, when you listen to lyrics oh of, like, Arab songs, it's like, yeah. oh, wow. Like, you don't just love you this really person. Are like, like, they're, like, yeah. you're... They're they're like Mm -hmm. a fucking appendage, and like without them you will die. (laughs)
1: Literally,
0: lyrics. (laughs) Yeah, like like you will actually (laughs) stop living without this person. So that's really intense. Like wow, but I want to like so how did you meet your boyfriend, and like how did how did that kind of work out, and like how did your parents? Yeah. So
1: I met him. We used to work together. So I met him for. I met him. We were like coworkers for a little bit. It was like two, three months, and I was kind of getting getting over my ex, or like I had just hit the point where I was like mm-hmm. getting over my ex. And I always knew he liked me. Like I literally remember telling my sister when I first got hired. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy like totally has a crush on me because I'm just fucking annoying."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like a hundred percent something I would say to my sister would <laughs> yeah. like roll her eyes at me, like, "Oh god." More yeah, I, you I do. I so actually am like, "Oh my god, he likes me. He likes me." <laughs>
1: but I was really really right but like whatever that's neither here nor
0: there so um
1: let's see how did it happen so whatever he was there like I knew he liked me and then I remember one of my coworkers was it was one of her it was her birthday so we were going out and like I am such a flake so I'll say like I'm gonna go out and I never do so they were kind (laughs) of hesitant to invite me so whatever I got invited anyway I ended up showing up that night and I remember he pulled out this like Elephant from his but he like really likes elephants and he went to an antique shop. This is when I was like, Oh my god, my soulmate. He went to an antique shop, found this like yeah, elephant yeah, yeah. little thing, and pulled it out, and he's like showing everyone. And I was like, Oh my god, I like him, I think. It just literally happened like that. Like he goes, he goes <laughs> Whoa, antique. Like, what the fuck? So I ended yeah. up I was like, yeah. okay, but how do I do this? Because like if I'm not sure that's fucking weird, we're like co-workers, I'm gonna make everyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's gonna be weird. So and I remember my sister, which I are all very responsible yeah I was like so mature so and my sister was like yeah, is this so gonna mature. be like another T-Mobile guy situation because one time I was at T-Mobile and this like <laughs> T-Mobile guy like gave me his number and I ended up texting him because I was so bored and I he ended up being a stalker yeah. so she's like don't do it because like we can never walk <gasps> that block anymore now we, we can, can never, never go there be so of you. she was like are you sure like if you're gonna text him you have to be sure that you actually like him I'm like yeah yeah i think i like him yeah no pressure or anything so yeah. yeah that's how it ended up happening like that's how we started dating and then i remember a few months and i was like okay i need no literally like a, two days into us talking i was like by the way i'm muslim so if we end up dating you gotta convert that's literally how it happened he's like a normal yeah yeah and it I was weird that. that he didn't freak out because i would have freaked out if someone was like by the way i'm like christian and you have to convert I'd be like see ya <laughs> dude I would literally, yeah, literally never talked to, talk to that, that, person that person ever so I'm glad again. he was receptive to it yeah and then he was yeah. like kind of open to it one of his friends is Muslim like it kind of happened He he's like a normal guy he's like a hateful person whatever so yeah after that we started like dating i really liked him we like were a good match and then i remember talking to my dad before he passed away and, I, and the way i said it was like i one of my co-workers was like interested in islam so i kind of like acted like he was interested in it <laughs> yeah.
0: oh that is literally it was very, exactly like, some shit i would do yes
1: this is how i'm gonna word it so that my dad like says something nice so he's like he yeah. like seems really nice and my dad was like Like, obviously, like, you're going to marry someone Muslim. But to me, it doesn't matter if he's Arab. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that he's a good person and he treats you nice and that he comes from a good family. Because you come from a good family. Yep. And family's huge. And that's the way it was. And it was like, oh, I got his blessing. And then, I mean, after my dad passed away, I would talk to my mom more and more about it. And, like, everyone just likes him. Like, he gets along with everyone. My cousins, when they met him, they were just like, he's a good guy. Like, So I never felt like, oh, he's Arab. Everyone's gonna hate him. When it came to my family, he's not Arab. Sorry, everyone's gonna hate him. When it came to my family, I felt that way with like outside people. Did you really feel like everyone was gonna hate him for not being Arab? I didn't know how my dad was gonna react. Like I always knew that my dad was really open minded, but I still like I was his daughter, so I didn't know how he was gonna react. I think, and I still to this day, like, and you were saying, like, you didn't know that I had a boyfriend for 3 years. I Yeah, you're yeah, very like I feel like I have to because I want everyone to know that my mom's okay with it. Like I if I can write it in every post like and my mom approves. Like I would just because Yeah, just, like I am not like I'm a not sketchy little like yeah. air girl. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't live like, a double life. Loves, like yeah. my mom is cool <laughs> with this. Just put like hashtag like right. not living a double life. Like on exactly. any post. Exactly. And that's with how him. I still
1: feel like I have to act just because he's you know not muslim yet i totally get that i feel like i'm always gonna be seen like oh my god like what is she doing she's gonna go to hell
0: (laughs) no no and i mean i i mean i'm gonna be honest with you there are probably people who wouldn't 100 feel that way like oh this person's gonna go to hell but like the, the difference is, is that you actually mm-hmm. know what your intentions are and you have been, I feel like you kind of handled it in the exact mm-hmm. way that it should be handled. And like, it's not something like, it's not like a decision that you made super haphazardly and it doesn't sound like it's a decision no. he made mm-hmm. super. Like, it seems like you both really thought about this and I mean, to get, your dad's okay on it and your mom's okay on it like I feel like that in itself speaks volumes of Mm -hmm. his character and who you know what I mean and like honestly like I mean I'm a little bit older than you but like I I feel like I'm just at the point where it's just like if you don't approve of my life then that like sucks Mm -hmm. for you but like but like this Mm -hmm. is just what I'm gonna do and I don't I don't care what you think and and I don't like you know none of that Mm -hmm. really is going to affect my life ultimately but i just think that you know there are there are a lot of i've I've known a lot of arab girls in my life who have been interested in white guys and i feel like the way that they handled it is always just so
1: Mm -hmm.
0: crazy like there's really no other way to describe it other than like just it's just crazy and like i just feel like first of all taking the time to just figure out, is this Mm -hmm. something that we both want? And I think that it's really smart that you said it to him from the very beginning. It's not like you were like luring him into like a false sense of security and then being like, oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. now you have to be a Muslim. Like you kind of told him how you felt from the very beginning. And the fact that he was receptive to it is like, I think kind of gives you both an idea of where you're at. And I think that, Yeah, I think it's great. And I also am a huge, huge, huge fan of, like, just blended kind of cultures and dip. Like, like, none of my siblings' kids are fully Arab. Like, they're all half. Yeah. And, like, and I just think that it helps them become more well-rounded people to have a Mm -hmm. mixture of both cultures. I think Arab culture is great. But I also think that having a that, you know, different influence will kind of help them be mm-hmm. more of a well-rounded person. Like, I just think that it's... it. I don't know, yeah. especially living in America, I feel like it'll help them still kind of keep in touch mm-hmm. with their culture, but also still feel like right. not like 100%. a foreigner. And I, and like I also just like think a, a nice when you feeling. date someone
1: who's white who doesn't have, like, yeah. a, such a... I guess, culture, the way we do. Like, you're teaching this person yeah. such a new lifestyle. And that's also really beautiful. And I think, like, we should focus on that as well. It's yeah. not just that, like, oh, I'm getting away from my culture. No, it's that I'm bringing someone into my culture. No. Like, he loves the art yeah. culture. Like, he enjoys the food. Like, he likes it. So it's like, wow, I'm, I'm actually doing something yeah. good. It's not like I'm going against, no. like, what we were brought up to do or whatever it is. Like, so I just feel like it's,
0: It can go both ways. Like
1: let's let's see. Let's have an open mind with this.
0: Yeah, you're an Arab American (laughs) hero. You're, you're, yeah, you're like a hero. So I mean, like you're (laughs) really just changing the world one guy at a time. Yeah, but no, like honestly though, I just think that I just think that people are Mm -hmm. so quick to judge in those types of situations, and it's just like. No offense, but like, what makes marrying an Arab Mm -hmm. guy any different? You know what I mean? Like, it it shouldn't be about where you're from or where you were raised. It should be more about who you are as a person. Like, I don't think you went into this being like, Mm -hmm. I need to marry a white guy or like, I need to date a white guy. Like, I don't, I doubt that that Mm -hmm. was what you were doing. And like, you were just open and receptive and you met someone and you connected with him and you thought he was a good person. And I think that those are all the right steps that you should take when you're looking to have a serious relationship with someone. And, and I just feel like, I think that it's really important because for a lot of like young women who might be listening to this and maybe that they have a guy in their life that they're interested in, like, I think that some things that they could take away is number one, you got to vet the guy and make sure that he's like worthy of your time and energy. (laughs) Like you, you can't just just because a guy likes you doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you should be with him. Like lots of, and I feel like this is something I'm always telling my nieces: is like so many guys are yeah. always gonna like you forever, mm-hmm. and they're just like what? And I'm like, there's always gonna be guys who like you, so don't don't just mm-hmm. like a guy because he likes you because also, that's gonna keep like happening. Guy it's gonna be exhausting. solely because
1: he's like a good guy. There are so many good guys out there, but you just might not get along.
0: Like, yep. yeah. Exactly. And that's also totally fine. It doesn't make him like a shitty person, but like you might just not connect with that person. I think connecting and like just being happy and, and having a mutual respect for one another. But also I think being open and honest with your parents really I feel like eliminates this stress Mm -hmm. in your life that I've experienced myself I mean I put it on myself no one put it on me like I did it it was like Mm -hmm. self-inflicted stress where I felt like worried how are my parents going to react to this and what are they going to say about this and what are they going to do and then I realized because I am the youngest of six I'm like wait a second my siblings have done (laughs) way weirder shit than this and my parents did not freak out on them what am I so worried about you know what I mean like why am I stressing myself out about this so I mean if you're able to you should really try your best to be just like Mm -hmm. open and honest with your parents and I think that a lot of times and I this is something that I've also felt is like you know I'll watch like a tv show Mm -hmm. and like Gilmore Girls okay and I'll see the relationship between a mother and daughter and I'm just like that's Mm -hmm. so nice and like they're so open and they talk about these things. And like, Mm -hmm. I could never have that because I, even though my mom was always cool, we never did have that relationship when I was younger. And I realized as I got older, it's, I need to put in effort Mm -hmm. to create that. And it's, and not to say that your parents shouldn't also put in that effort, but a lot of times, again, because my mom is 70 years old, she's from a Mm -hmm. completely different generation. She never had that relationship with her parents. Like they were never buddy, Yeah. That wasn't the norm in society. That wasn't what she was raised to expect. And so I kind of have to like bully my Mm -hmm. mom into being my friend. And now, and now I feel like we are friends and I feel like I can speak to her candidly about my thoughts and feelings. And she disagrees with me a lot of times. She thinks I'm crazy. A lot of times she Mm -hmm. thinks I'm being ridiculous. She, she definitely has no problem sharing (laughs) how she feels about things. But like, at the same time, I feel like my mom understands me Mm -hmm. so much better now. And like, when I get frustrated here, about something, yeah. she knows why I'm frustrated. As opposed to before, she just thought probably that I was being a bratty mm-hmm. asshole. But now she's like, okay, you're shutting down and you're getting frustrated because this topic mm-hmm. is, like, a sensitive topic for you because of X, Y, and Z. And, like, I feel like I'm able to have a better relationship with my mom. And I think that a lot of Arab people don't mm-hmm. have that relationship. And it's kind of never too late
1: mm-hmm. to start working it. And, like, on it. stop fearing your parents so much like parents are always gonna have rules with their children American parents do like that's just a parenting technique so it's like just because they have rules rules doesn't mean that they're like these evil people who don't want you to be happy just give them a chance because they've given you a chance and I feel like let's just let our guard like Our parents are not our age. They're not going to get everything that we do. And that's okay. It's okay that we're going to disagree with them. And that's like my friends like have such different relationships with their parents. And I always say that. I'm like, she's your mom. Like at the end of the day, she's got my mom tells me that shit too. I just don't take it to heart because I get it. Exactly my dad straight up told
0: me the other day and like that's the thing i know my dad so i know that he Mm -hmm. had no ill intention in saying this but i think it's important that's the thing you have to number one know who Mm -hmm. your parent is and like know that like they were raised in a completely different time. But basically mm-hmm. I was talking about my cats and my dad super casually just turns around. He's like, and he said it in Arabic, <laughs> which I feel like made it even more douchey, but he was like, you love your cat so much because you don't have a husband to love. And I feel like if anyone else heard that they'd be like, wow, your dad is an asshole, but like, mm-hmm. I know my dad. So I know that he wasn't trying to be an asshole. That's just how yes. his mentality is, is mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're, you're able to love animals because you don't have a family. And like, he thinks like, oh, once you have a family, like you won't have time yeah, for these yeah, frivolous yeah. things like a cat. And I'm, I'm just like yeah. dad. I'm gonna have my cat forever. That's another thing. I feel like air people don't understand mm-hmm. what pets are because yeah. my dad is just constantly like, so yeah, when are you gonna like give away your cat? Like, he like, still literally... thinks you're like
1: cat sitting for one of your neighbors.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, dad, I'm, I yeah. will never give him away. Like, and never. Like this, this cat mm-hmm. is going to live with me until he's no longer living. Like yeah. this isn't a joke, man. And my dad is just like, yeah, what is a pet? Like, I don't even understand. Like, what are, what are pets? And like that's the thing like you have to kind of think about like what, mm-hmm. where your parents were raised the environment and like don't expect them to understand things immediately and like don't get frustrated when yeah. they don't understand and it can be frustrating and i mm-hmm. get I frustrated do too. Yeah. you know what i mean but like yeah but like i still try to help them understand and i try not to take things super personally because that's just mm-hmm. how they were raised, and it's and they're just different. The way they communicate is different. The way they perceive things is just completely different. And it's only fair that you try to understand that as much as you want them to understand you. You know what I mean? Like it has mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. a a two way thing. Like you can't just expect your parents
1: yeah, to you be just be get what's on your mind people. at all like, times because we don't even get. No, like I don't know what you're thinking right now, and I'm not like much older than. You. Like it's just yeah be open yeah
0: i mean and i think that's something that i i swear to god did not click Mm -hmm. until like i was 24 years old yeah parents are just humans (laughs) like they're just they're Mm -hmm. just people like me like you know they Mm -hmm. they get sad they have bad days they have good days like they're not always doing everything right like they're you know what i mean and like i think also understanding that your people are your parents are just people it's like Mm -hmm. such a game changer (laughs) like When you say mean shit, it hurts Mm -hmm. their feelings. Like if you don't come home whenever time they expect you to come home, they're not mad at you because they want
1: to control you and rule their life. They probably
0: thought you were in a, in a ditch. They probably thought you were in a ditch. Like a hundred percent. I swear I think till today, like if my mom calls me and it
1: rings more than like four times, she thinks I'm dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. And that's like a whole other thing. My dad (laughs) Calls me a lot, and I feel like my friends think it's just mm-hmm. an annoying burden in my life, and I'm just like, no, yeah, just like at least to he loves sure me, okay. <laughs> like, which I yeah I'm like I feel like that's fair like I'm not a mother and oh I do that to God, my yeah. nieces like I'll just text them and be like you mm-hmm. haven't posted on Instagram what are you doing like are yeah. you okay like literally like I'm like a creepy stalker mm-hmm. and like I'll check in on them and like they're not even my children so like I can only imagine what it feels like to have a child like you're gonna yeah wanna fucking check and in on normal. them yeah like, yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's that's normal and it, it doesn't make your parents crazy and they're not just trying to suffocate you. And I feel like that's such a common thing that, that young yeah. people think like, my parents are trying to control you. And maybe mm-hmm. they are trying to control you, but even if they are, try to understand their perspective and try to communicate to them, hey, like, you know, I, I want us to be on the same page, but like, maybe yeah. we can try communicating better. And I think that there just needs to be uh, open yeah I think that is what's lacking in like a
1: lot of like Arab households like you really can speak to yeah. your parents and like they'll be open to hear you as long as you're open to hearing them and to where they're coming yeah. from and just like really yeah. the understanding that there's an age gap like I think that's such a thing like and I, I exactly. keep repeating myself but the age gap is such a thing like you're gonna realize this when you have kids that your kids are gonna feel the same mm-hmm. exact way so just think of it the other way. Like think, just think of it. I,
0: I'm telling you, I'm, I'm literally, I am 30. My nieces think that I am like old and dated. Like when I talk about things, like they don't know what a floppy disk is. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they don't yeah. know what dial-up internet is. Like they, they have the they luxury of literally listening to a music,
1: like a song, without having to download it. Like that, to me is just like, dude.
0: My niece is 11 years old and she can, she Mm -hmm. can do anything when it comes to like electronics, like, and like, it's all like self-taught. And I, I I was, I, everything that I learned about computers Mm -hmm. and shit was also self-taught, but like, she's Mm -hmm. way more advanced than I am because there's so much much more more technology. Yeah. My, My nieces definitely. I know. I mean, they've made passing comments because they're assholes. But like, they definitely are like, "Oh, you're Mm -hmm. old and like you're not hip anymore." Like, I just remember asking my. Yeah, I remember
1: asking. Yeah, you don't get it. I did use it in a newsletter the other day, but I was like, I don't know what uh, this is, but I'm gonna use it. It's trendy.
0: So. I I basically I asked my niece I was like what's hot girl summer she like explained it to me which I'm pretty sure (laughs) is the biggest regret of her life because then for like the next seven days I just kept saying it like for every and any like anyone would say anything to me and I would say hot girl summer so Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes they regret these things and like I just remember like her telling like just the things that she teaches me and like about like the little Mm -hmm. kid slang that's happening and I'm just like yeah I don't I don't know about these things anymore. There was a time yeah, when I discovered I the word
1: dope, things. but like when, when I, I was like, Oh my God, dope is a cool word. Oh I my like God. overused yeah. that shit. It, it was like nothing else.
0: <laughs> oh, if I go back to tweets from mm-hmm. when the word dope became a thing, it was like, I used the word dope, yeah, like dope. instead of like punctuation, <laughs> like I used the word dope so much and just like, I don't. You know how Facebook does that Yeah. Too? It's like ten years ago today. This was your Facebook You're like, status. Like dope day. How like, about I, my dope? Facebook status. Yeah. My. It, no. It was even worse. It was like lyrics from like a Lil Wayne yeah. song I mean, about giving didn't a even blowjob. job like, up. I don't think I realized. I didn't. I because like the words that he used yeah. was like giving dome or something like that, mm-hmm. and I don't think I knew what it meant. And I was like,
1: Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> like, why was in this status? mood? Like,
0: what? what? <laughs> why would why was anyone okay with this like and i'm assuming no, no and one got it, it either so like, that's fine yeah. but yeah oh my god and that's like a whole other thing like what I, I i can't listen to rap music anymore like i actually can't listen to rap music anymore because i feel like they're like just the way it's Set up. I mm-hmm. mean, I haven't listened to rap music in a while, so I have no idea. But like, I was a huge hip hop head. Like, and I just remember one day listening to a song and being oh like, my oh my God, yeah. Really I just
1: read an article that was like, and, as a feminist, and am like, I allowed to listen to hip hop? And it was like, interesting, yeah.
0: Like literally, and, and, and but like, I still loved hip hop. I still love rap. So I would mm-hmm. just kind of like try to like push through it. Like mm-hmm. literally, I was trying to push through it. And I know that there are, you know, artists now who are mm-hmm. definitely like respectful to women or whatever. But like, I can't listen to the music that I grew up listening to anymore because it upsets me. Like it actually upsets me. And that's how I know that I'm old is like Mm -hmm. rap music sometimes upsets me. And like, my nieces are like, you're lame. And I'm like, I'm not, unfortunately I think about things when I listen to lyrics. Like I actually think about the lyrics and like, I miss the times where I would just be able to listen to a song and just be able to right. enjoy the dope beats and and, yeah. the, and the dope flows of the raps and and, I and now that, I listen to yeah. it and I'm just like oh I my feel that way terrible. with music
1: videos that's like the, I just watched the Drake and Chris Brown music video that I was everyone was talking about and they had like a bunch of naked women dancing and I was like still I, like we're still doing this like and I get it I know like you can do whatever you want with your body but like that's not the way they're showing it. They're definitely sexualizing you. Like you're not the main point of the video. You're definitely just the body. So yeah.
0: yeah. And that's like a whole other thing is just women's bodies being sexualized. Like, and I feel it so much. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I feel it so much more in the Arab community because that's Mm -hmm. the majority of my online community is Arab people. And those are the people who feel like they can say Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they want to me. But like, just people saying like, it's obvious that you're trying to show off my my boobs in this picture. And I'm like, homie, if Mm -hmm. I wanted to show off my boobs, this would not be the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, if I was trying to show off my, Mm -hmm. this would not be it. Like this is not me trying to show Mm -hmm. off my boobs. You're crazy. And like, And like, uh, Dina Tokyo posted this video and my friend sent it to me. She's like, you need to watch this. And I watched it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I fucking love this person. She like posted this whole video about like how people need to stop like acting crazy when women talk about their boobs and like stop Mm -hmm. sexualizing them all the time. Like women are allowed to talk about their boobs. Like it shouldn't, it's not Mm -hmm. like just for men's eyes. It's like like literally Mm -hmm. like it's just like a part of our body and also like we feed children through it like like boobs Mm -hmm. aren't just for the pleasure of men and so it's just like I love that she spoke about it and like but just reading the comments on the and it's annoying because
1: those comments are coming from most of the time women and that's just what makes me think like wow are we ever gonna actually move forward if we're still shitting on each other as women
0: it and and, and that's And that's the thing, like when I get comments like that, I feel like, you know, even like my friends who like have way bigger audiences than I do, they're always telling me like, no, you just have to ignore it, you just have to ignore it. And I think that there is something to be said about ignoring it. And Mm -hmm. I think that it is effective in a lot of ways, but like I'm, I feel like I'm in a position where it doesn't offend me when people say things. So it doesn't hurt my feelings. So I am able to have Mm -hmm. like a rational conversation with them about it. And like when someone says something to me, like it's obvious that you're Mm -hmm. trying to show off your chest. I will almost always send them a private message and be like, you know, I saw your comment and to be completely honest with you, I'm just wondering why you feel Mm -hmm. that way about my photo. Like, why do you think that I'm trying to show off my chest? Because I can tell you that's not my intention at all. So why is it that you feel that way? And I think it more so comes down Mm -hmm. to how they feel about things. And they're just kind of putting that on me and just kind of, projecting their own feelings onto someone else. A lot yeah, of it is it's just almost projecting like, their own feelings yeah, it's and almost their like own insecurities. They probably
1: feel like a lot of people think that about themselves. So it's okay to write it yep. as a comment. Yep. I hate though when, because I see it all the time, I hate when they act like they're giving you advice. Like that's yeah. when I'm like, no, you at the a oh, it, they'll be like, God. Uh, like, Salaam sister. Like I just want to let you know that the Quran says. yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. the Quran always says, also yeah. says to mind your business. <laughs> like, what I do is my business. Yeah,
0: like literally. And also, like, I feel like a lot of times, Mm -hmm. like, even though I wear a hijab, like, people don't think Mm -hmm. that I know a lot about Islam, which is, like, really fun because my dad is basically an imam. Like, my dad is, like, literally, like, I know, like, so many hadiths. My brain, I don't even know how I have space for anything else. And it's just because he would always repeat them to me when I was a kid. And I feel like it's just really fun for me to just, like, massacre someone (laughs) yeah and like Mm -hmm. like just throw out hadiths and ayahs like without even referencing checking them just because i know them and they're just really Mm -hmm. like wait why the fuck do you know that but like there's actually a specific Mm -hmm. etiquette that you should advise people islamically like there is a way that Mm -hmm. you should be giving people advice and public shaming is literally not what you're supposed to do and like and and the way in which you advise someone like it's supposed to be done in a very specific way yeah. and i just have never seen anyone do it like i've literally never seen anyone give advice in their holier-than-thou position in the correct way and i'm like it's interesting to me that you think that you're so well versed about islam and you think that you're so perfect that you can say these things don't, to me, and in yeah. reality you mm-hmm. clearly don't know what you're doing you actually have no idea what Islam is and you don't understand it. And for me, and this is something that I've mentioned before, I think the most, the only thing about it is that it does embarrass me because there is a large portion mm. of my audience that isn't Muslim. Yeah. And I hate for them to see that. Like I, I hate for them to see that and I hate for them to have just another reason to believe that Muslim people are these hostile people that, that's literally the opposite mm-hmm. of what our religion teaches us. And unfortunately, they were raised probably to believe things that were not based off of facts. They were just right. based off of a mixture of culture mm-hmm. and maybe something that they read one time. And now they think mm-hmm. that that's what the religion is, but like it's not accurate. And that's their problem. But like, I just. And that's why, like, I, another reason why I wanted to create this podcast is I really wanted to highlight not just Muslim people, but, like, also Muslim people and be like, we are not even like, oh, we're just like you, because we're not, we're not just like you, but we Mm -hmm. are human beings with emotions and feelings, and we're, we, we go through struggles, Mm -hmm. and we try to deal with things the best that we can, and, and a lot of times these people who leave these, these horrible comments, like, I mean, not to generalize, but a lot of them live in Mm -hmm. overseas countries and Mm -hmm. it's just a different environment. And a lot of times it's not even their fault. They're a product of their environment, but like that I feel like is not no. an accurate representation of what
1: I. Would I actually never a thought of it that too. way. That you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you probably do feel weird that like your non-Muslim friends or like your non-Muslim followers, like if they yeah. ever had like that one random thought, like that comment must have solidified it. Like that just makes me so sad because that's what I thought. Have you ever read "A Woman Is No Man"? It's by a Palestinian writer. Mm. Yeah, oh, but so I'm it it's about this what family about? who came from Palestine, and I think it was like the '80s or something. And it pretty much talks about how, like, in our cultures, like, women are really like, if you're not a man, then you're pretty much like shit, like you are like worthless, which is true. But yeah. I think the way I mean, yeah. she wrote it, and I get that it was okay. So I like the book. I don't want to say I don't want to like sit here and like trash it. But I think, I was like, oh my god, if an American reads this, they're going to think we're crazy because it pretty much talks about how, like, back then they used to, like, kill women if they were, like, kill girls if they were babies. But they did it in such a, like, (laughs) modern way. And I'm like, I've never heard a story, maybe it happens, I don't know. But, like, I've never heard a story where, like, a woman gives birth and they're like, oh my god, that's a or, like, whatever it is. Like,
0: I don't hear that. No. I mean, in in the, today's, like, no, not, not, that's, like, something that would happen like, in Bedouin times <laughs> yeah really? like when people lived in like the but desert like was what Like it was like, written, and, like, it was but, written like, also
1: like i remember there was one date that was like 1993 because she goes back and forth a lot she goes from like when her mom came here and then her life uh-huh. growing up so it was like it's so scary to me because that one person that's going to pick this up who has already mixed feelings about arabs this book I is know. like yeah, you're crazy like that's what scares me
0: no I- And that's something that I feel like I am conscious of. Like, a lot of times people will be like, Noor, like, you're a representation of Muslim people. Like, you need to be more cautious about how you behave. And I'm like, actually, the only person I'm offended with the things that I say is Muslim Mm -hmm. people, which I am am okay with that. And, like, when it comes to other things that I feel like maybe someone who isn't Muslim or doesn't know about Muslims, I don't Mm -hmm. think that I'm the one who's giving them a negative impression about Muslims. In fact, like, I feel like there are more people who are like, wow, like, I, I don't mean... Yeah, like, I don't mean to sound, like, ignorant or uneducated, but, like, I just never thought that a Muslim woman, especially a covered Muslim Mm -hmm. woman, would be like you. And, like, thank you for opening Mm -hmm. my eyes and making me realize that, like, I need to... Be more cultured or whatever, but like I mean, the only people who Mm -hmm. are offended by me are Muslim people, which I'm totally okay with Muslim people being offended by me. Um, That's Mm -hmm. not that's really not no problem. Like they'll they'll be okay. But like even last night, I talked about like um, Mm -hmm. how a guy proposed to me Mm -hmm. through my parents and gave me like a teapot, but I said it in Arabic because I didn't want to get into explaining what that means, and I didn't want, and I even said I'm I'm like (laughs) I didn't explain it because yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. I'm
0: like I don't want people to think I'm oppressed, but like. I've explained it to my non-Muslim friends before and they get it. And like, that's the mm-hmm. thing, like they're not dumb, like they understand it. But I feel like you really need to take the time to explain those things because if you're like, oh, some guy who I've never met came to propose to me, that that's why people still ask you, oh, mm-hmm. like, are you gonna get an arranged marriage? Like it's because things like that aren't explained, but like in reality, it's just like any normal setup that maybe your friends would set you up on a blind date and like this person mm-hmm. will come to your house and meet your parents and meet you. And if you're interested in them, you'll keep talking to them. And then over time, okay. you'll decide if you like mm-hmm. them. And if you like them, you'll keep talking to them some more. And then, you know, maybe a couple mm-hmm. months or a year later, you'll get engaged and you'll plan a wedding. Like, it's not like I'm just going to meet this and person you're like, yeah, who's so. going to give me a ceramic teapot <laughs> yeah. and then we're going to get married. And uh, Honestly, I was pissed because usually when people yeah, propose to me, they bring me dessert, and I like <laughs> that. He gave me a fucking teapot and I was pretty pissed about it. And now some homeless crackhead has it. And honestly, I'm starting to think that the person, I mean, if you haven't listened to my Instagram stories, this isn't going to make sense to you, but someone broke into my car and stole things. And the two main things that I noticed that were missing were a Zara skirt and a teapot. And I'm convinced that the person who stole yeah, things from makes my car sense. is a chick. Like I'm like she the the person mm-hmm. stole a zara skirt yeah. and a teapot, and like there was other things there was oh, they money, didn't steal the money didn't steal the money Whoa. yeah. <laughs> No, didn't steal the money. I had oh. a shit ton of snacks mm-hmm. in my car because I'm a weirdo. They didn't steal any of the snacks. They didn't steal my headphones, my iPhone charger. Like there was a lot of stuff they could have take. Like I had toilet yeah. paper left in my car that mm-hmm. I was too lazy to bring into my house. Like I was bringing in my groceries and was like, eh, nothing will happen if I leave toilet paper in my car. And like just a lot of things that I feel like if someone was in need, they would have taken those things and would have been really helpful right. to them. Like snacks and toilet paper and money. But the only things that they took were mm-hmm. a teapot and a czar. Definitely a skirt. girl, yeah. <laughs> and I really just feel like it it was a girl. And like when I was talking to the cops, they were like, yeah, sometimes people like they're just bored and they'll come pull up because it was in a parking garage. And mm-hmm. they're not even crackheads or homeless. They, they're literally just like mm-hmm. normal people who have jobs and lives and they'll just open
1: doors and just must steal be shit. so bored to do that, though. <laughs> I get really bored sometimes and we just I just do questionable like, shit. <laughs> like, I never break it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's never it. <laughs> yeah, that's never the thing that I do. Like, I might, like, yeah, you know, I like know, literally, like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, like, watch David Dobrik videos, which I just did for the first so time. What's ever, the obsession?
1: I do not and get what people like him.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it i don't i genuinely Mm -hmm. don't get it i don't think it's that funny and i think that his audience is the girl that he was
1: dating what's her name lily Uh, i also don't like her yeah she's not funny to me
0: she's not funny no i don't think that she's Mm -hmm. funny i don't think that david dobrik is funny um i i tried to give it a chance i just i i even tried listening to his podcast like i just i just don't that he's that funny and like i think that it's just i think it's so, definitely yeah. a younger sense of humor like i feel like yeah like i need mm-hmm. it to be more clever i need it to be more witty i need it to be more like relevant and topical like i don't i don't care right. about your yeah. youtube problems you know what i mean um but yeah i definitely i the other day i literally watched david dobrik videos for like, uh, yeah. like a solid two hours like that's the that i do when i'm bored but i never yeah.
1: or not kind that crap <laughs> definitely not that <laughs>
0: yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> definitely not that crime i'm never breaking into people's cars and honestly the guy at the parking garage was being a dick to me he was like well maybe you shouldn't leave your car you unlocked." and i was like first of all i'm not even first of all yeah. fuck you. i'm not sure that i left my car unlocked i i genuinely think that i locked my car like the mm-hmm. more i think about it, i'm like no dude i locked my car so i don't even know what the fuck happened but also even if i forgot like you've never exactly. forgotten yeah. to do something in your mm-hmm. life like off man like i and that's the thing i'm like so fucking crazy like i will yell at my niece mm-hmm. if she leaves her wallet out in her car because i'm like do you want someone to break into your car so they could steal your wallet like i literally don't leave anything out on my chairs like yeah. everything that's in my car is like hidden away because mm-hmm. i don't want to give people incentive to try to break into my car but like I'm, i didn't like, even super know that like, about or, like car like that. break-ins so, like, when were a real thing me,
1: anymore uh-huh.
0: They are in Orlando. I mean, my car was literally broken no. into one time at a hospital when I was visiting yeah. my sister right after anymore. she gave birth. Yeah. Like, literally in a children mm-hmm. and women's hospital parking garage. Yeah. So
1: maybe it's just parking garages. True. Yeah.
0: I don't know. But I always hated yeah, that parking no, garage. Sense. So I'm just glad exactly. that I have an excuse to never have to park there again. <laughs> yeah, now you. I can just feel like, oh, no, it's really traumatic for me. I, I, my Zara I, I can't park there. Sorry. Like, Do you understand? Yeah. Uh, dude. I wanted to return that skirt, and now I'm mad. Like I literally had that skirt in my car, and I had planned on returning it, and I just okay. kept putting it off and being like, "I'll return it later. I'll return it later." But I'm right. like, "There goes sixty dollars that else. I could have used yeah. to buy mm-hmm. something, something else dumb." Um, so I was, I that's it. really yeah. the only thing I was upset about. Like the guy was like. And then yeah. also like, the semen thing Which I feel like People were like wait there's no st- I just, I just assume that, there. there's I mean, that There's criminal activity there's semen And I I mean if you've ever it's seen that It's like always
1: the show, semen that gets the person it's, it's, <laughs>
0: yeah yeah they'll be like Mm -hmm. a dead body and she's covered in semen Semen. or like you know just there's always wherever there's a crime there's semen and i feel like that's a really great way to end this episode (laughs) so where can people
1: find you yes so on instagram it's just at mena Elda. so it's m-n-a-e-l-d-a-a-s and then at the meme shop and that's t-h-e the m-e-e-m shop the meme shop (laughs)
0: Oh my god, I love it. And I, I really like that you spelled out the <laughs> like spelling out the easy word that we do stuff like that. No <laughs> Oh yeah, like you should hear me when I spell out my last name to people. It's quite, quite honestly the most obnoxious thing I can ever do. But this was really fun. I honestly I feel like we could keep talking for like so hours. Excited. This has been really fun and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you want to follow me online, I'm at noree on Instagram. You could follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho even though there's really not much happening there. But you could follow it if you wanted to. And um, yeah, I will talk to you guys next week.